You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 3rd, 2020. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I am a site expert and editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the big news of the day, Jonathan Isaac's injury. Is officially diagnosed. He will be out at least for the next eight weeks, eight to ten weeks. He will be reevaluated, and the Magic are left kind of trying to fill the gaps of a, of a big player and probably the most promising player on the roster. I'll explain why I think the Magic still have a shot at making the playoffs and why that still remains the goal for the team. We'll also talk a little bit about Friday's game against the Miami Heat as the Orlando Magic begin a four-game homestand to set themselves up for a, a very difficult January here coming up. Before we do any of that, though, I do want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. I work by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Miami Heat? Check out Locked On Heat. Want to get a head start on the on the Utah Jazz for Saturday's game? Check out Locked On Jazz. No matter who your favorite team is or what team you're just kind of interested in, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Plus, for a national perspective on Jonathan Isaac's injury, check out the Locked On NBA podcast. You can also check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Rejecting the Screen, and the Duncan and Hollinger NBA show too. No matter what team you're looking for, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, MLB, college, or NHL too, you can find a Locked On podcast for you. Search wherever you download podcasts today for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Jonathan Isaac and the Orlando Magic were fairly optimistic Wednesday night as they sat in the locker room against the Washington Wizards. You know, maybe a 122-101 to 101 win had everyone feeling a little bit better. But Isaac said as he sat in, the, in his locker that he felt generally pretty good. His knee was still a little sore, but he was able to bend it. He was able to move on it. He was able to walk out of the building. Uh, what looked like a very serious and very bad injury seemingly wasn't as serious as it looked when they stretchered him off the court. It seemed like uh, bringing the stretcher out was a precaution more than anything else. And Jonathan Isaac, frankly, said to the media in Washington, D.C. that he felt like if if everything went well, if, ever, if the MRI was fine, that he would be good to go tonight, Friday night, against the Miami Heat. Certainly, Isaac, I, I think, felt like the injury, the, at least at the time, it seemed like he felt like it wasn't a serious injury. That was always perhaps a bit optimistic. It, 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 was, it was With the hyperextension that he had, it was, it was the Magic were always going to be cautious, and it would probably have been at least a week. But no one wanted to say much about the seriousness of the injury or, or say much of anything else until they got the results of the MRI back, until he got back to Orlando and underwent an MRI to determine the full extent of the injury. The good news is, there is no damage to Jonathan Isaac's knee. Structurally, his knee was fine. No ACL, no MCL, no PCL damage. The the diagnosis from the MRI is officially a posterior lateral corner injury and a medial bone contusion. President of Basketball Operations, Jeff Weltman, said in a statement that all signs point to a complete recovery. 
and knowing how hard Jonathan Isaac works and knowing how good this magic training staff has been about getting guys healthy and fully recovered, certainly no reason to believe otherwise. The bad news is, however, that this injury does take time, that this is still a knee injury. This is still a, 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 not, a, well, not a structural injury, one that will take some time to recover. And the Magic said they will reevaluate Jonathan Isaac in eight to 10 weeks. Eight weeks at a minimum would have Jonathan Isaac back on February 27th, a gap of 24 games. To put it mildly, the Magic will be going a quarter of the season without Jonathan Isaac, without their Defensive Player of the Year and all-defensive team candidate, their most promising young player, probably the guy that the Magic covet on this roster, frankly, more than any other player on the team. A guy that just simply means a lot to this Orlando Magic team, both in the present and the future. Someone who does something that no one else on the team can do. Isaac tweeted on, on Thursday after Thursday evening, quote, not exactly what we hope for, but I am encouraged. So you guys be also no major damage is a blessing and we'll come back stronger from it. I promise before he, he quoted a Bible verse, Proverbs 19, 21. I have no doubt Jonathan Isaac will be back. I have no doubt that he will be stronger than ever. I no doubt. I have no doubt that he will contribute. And I have no doubt that if the magic are still in the playoff race, Isaac will be back on the court and be a major contributor to the team by late February, early March. So I do not think this is the last of Jonathan Isaac. Now, granted, there's still a long road to go. The Magic have said both surgical and non-surgical options are on the table. And knowing the Magic, they are not going to rush him back. I, I, I've, I've said this in a lot of conversations I've had with people over the, over the past 24 hours and really throughout the season. The Magic are the Magic's goal is to make the playoffs this year, without a doubt. The Magic want to be in the playoffs. That is where they they, they believe they have a playoff team. Number one, they find value in playing meaningful games. They want to make the playoffs, but they are not about to sell out everything to get the eight seed. I don't see them making a trade to bolster their lineup just for a short term fix. Give up long term assets to to just sneak in as the eight seed. That that's not ultimately what they want. Certainly, I, I could see them adding a guy on a 10-day contract starting Sunday to try and bolster the depth a little bit because right now the Magic are a little depleted at power forward. But all eyes are certainly on that thought process and on the thought of the NBA playoffs and whether the Magic can still make it. And I'm here to tell you that, yes, despite losing Jonathan Isaac, despite losing their most unique and gifted player, the Magic is still a playoff team. They still have enough to stay in the race at the very least until Isaac comes back, but are absolutely still a playoff-capable and playoff-caliber team. The Magic are a better team with Jonathan Isaac. This is not to say that that losing him is not going to be difficult. Isaac leads the league in stocks this year, steals and blocks combined. 4.9 stocks per game. He's one of the few players in the league averaging at least one and a half blocks and one and a half steals per game. He's a truly versatile defensive player. Someone who makes plays. We talk about guys who make plays offensively. Maybe the Magic don't have enough playmakers. Isaac is a defensive playmaker. He makes plays that save possessions, that bail guys out. And the Magic are going to miss that. Overall this year, Isaac is averaging career highs in points, rebounds, 
and shooting. This has been his best season of his career, and of course, it, it does seem like he's only going to get better as he gets more confident, especially on the ball. The Magic are at their best with Isaac on the floor. The Magic have a 105.1 defensive rating with Isaac on the floor, the best among the team starters. So again, he is, you know, that, that would signal that the Magic played their best defense with Isaac on the floor. And in fact, overall, the Magic are better with Isaac on the floor with a plus 0.3 net rating. The Magic are plus 0.3 points per 100 possessions, better than their opponents when Isaac is on the floor. The only player on this team that has a better mark uh, like that is Nikola Vucevic. So again, you could very uh, you could very much argue statistically, the Magic are better with Nikola Vucevic and Jonathan Isaac on the floor. Losing either of those two players hurts this team tremendously. Which again is why, which which again is why this team can still hold the boat steady as long as. As long as they they find ways to scratch out wins. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Because replacing a player defensively is much more difficult than replacing a player offensively. When Nikola Vucevic went out and the Magic went 5-6, and they showed a lot of resolve. They showed a lot of guts. And yes, they did not beat any quality opponents in that time. But holding the boat steady put them back in the position that they're in now where they control their own playoff destiny, essentially. And if the Magic can do that again, again, for a longer stretch of time, and they'll find their way to play and they'll find what they need to do, then certainly they can still hold on to that playoff spot. But doing so defensively is a lot different than doing so offensively. Because offensively, shots get redistributed. You change your strategy. You find ways to make plays. Defense is all about matchups. And Jonathan Isaac was a matchup nightmare. He could guard any position on the floor. He could... The Magic could use him as a roamer to protect the lane and protect the brim. Now the Magic lose that a little bit. Again, they don't have the same defensive playmaking capabilities without Isaac on the floor. And so figuring out how to fill in those minutes and fill in that role, it's going to be really difficult. And it's made only more difficult because the Magic are especially thin at forward right now with Al Aminu out with a torn meniscus and Aaron Gordon nursing a sore ankle. Gordon is, at the time of this recording at least, officially listed as questionable for Friday's game. However, he did participate in the team's practice on Tuesday, and there is a belief that he could be ready to play by Friday. So, I mean, at, at the worst, it sounds like Gordon might might be ready to play Monday against Brooklyn. But, we'll, we'll again, we'll see about that. A tough back-to-back here coming up against Miami and Utah at home. You know, the Magic aren't going to rush Gordon back either, but they certainly do need him. Orlando's going to be piecing together lineups for a little while, and it's going to take a little while for them to stabilize and figure out exactly how to play without one of their best players. That same thing happened when they lost Nikola Vucevic in November. It took them a while to figure out how they needed to play, but they figured it out. And they picked up some nice wins in the process, or they did just enough to win in the process. And of course, that's really all that counts at this point, is to win enough games. The Magic, though, will have to find a way. Offensively, Isaac was not someone that they ran a lot of plays for. Isaac got a lot of his offense through transition and offensive rebounds. So, again, little points that do matter. Those points do add up. Orlando's going to need to find some energy and find a way to make up for that potential that Isaac had to pick up those kind of garbage points. But offensively, the Magic should be just about the same. 
I don't, I don't anticipate the Magic being much worse. It's, again, the defensive part that's going to matter. And right now, and, and losing a player of Isaac's caliber is going to force the Magic to be more attentive and focused defensively. That's something that they've been talking about a lot since Monday's loss to the Atlanta Hawks anyway. They showed that against the Washington Wizards when, without Jonathan Isaac in the lineup, they held one of the best offenses in the league to well below their season averages and less than a point per possession. So again, they are capable of playing defense at a high level still. And that's what it's really going to take. A really concerted and focused effort. May not be there every night. The consistency may not be there. But if they come with the right approach every single night, if they they come with their attention to detail, if they come with the right focus, then certainly very possible that the Magic hold the boat steady. And again, that's really all, all that I think the Magic are asking for. This, this stretch of schedule coming up is the most difficult stretch of the schedule the Magic have. After this four-game homestand, they go out west for a six-game trip that takes them throughout the Pacific Division, really. So it's going to be um, at Phoenix, at Sacramento, at Golden State, at the Lakers, at the Clippers, and then actually heading back east to Charlotte on Martin Luther King Day. In fact, over the next 24 games... The Magic have a fair amount against teams with losing records. And of course, the Magic, that's how the Magic went, did so well against without Nikola Vucevic. But these are games they can win. And they'll have games against the Charlotte Hornets. They'll have games against the Chicago. They'll have some big games. Of, of, of They'll play 10 teams with a record worse than 500 over the next 24 games. And it does feel like the Magic will have to win just about all those 10 games. And again, going 10 and 14 may not sound like a great record, but that might keep them alive. Orlando has the keys to this playoff vehicle right now. Two and a half game cushion over the Charlotte Hornets and Chicago Bulls at the moment. Certainly, the Magic are more than capable of stealing game here or there. They're certainly more than capable of playing up to their standard. And that's really what this is going to be about for the next month and next two months. Is can the Magic play to their standard? Are they going to play woe is me? Are they going to, going to fold? Are they going, to str- are they going to struggle too much without Isaac? They'll have moments where they will. But certainly, this team is more than capable with Aaron Gordon hopefully coming back. With Evan Fournay, with Nikola Vucevic, with Marco Fultz. Guys will have to step up. And the management's probably going to have to help them out a little bit and bring in some reinforcements and some depth because the Magic are a little thin right now with all the injuries. But the Magic are more than capable of holding their own, of staying steady, of playing again to their standard. And if they are able to do that, if they're able to play the way that they know they're capable of playing, even without Jonathan Isaac, the playoffs are not only out of the question, They remain the expectation. And that part does not change. That part cannot change. That part should not change. This is still a playoff team. But of course, the the first game without Jonathan Isaac in the lineup is going to be an extremely difficult one. The Miami Heat come calling for the first time as the Orlando Magic take on their arch rivals from South Florida at the Amway Center for a 7 o'clock tip-off on Friday. This game is going to be a very interesting one. The Heat, coming off their loss to the Washington Wizards on, on Monday, uh, played a, an extremely determined defensive effort against the Toronto Raptors. 
The Raptors also fairly depleted. Um, they they were able to just make that game really grimy and mucky. Um, the Heat went to a zone defense for a long time to- for lo- for long stretches and really struggled. Uh, really forced the Raptors into into struggles. They just don't have the same amount of shooting as they normally do uh, when they're fully healthy. And and going into a a 2-3 zone kind of took Kyle Lowry out of his game a little bit. Um, The Raptors really just couldn't get anything going, and it was just a lot of frustration. Now, the Raptors did their job defensively. Uh, Miami really struggled to shoot from the outside. Uh, Jimmy Butler really struggled to shoot as well. There wasn't a lot of flow offensively for either team, and that's a credit to both teams' defenses. Um, but if the Magic are going to face this zone defense, they're going to have to make shots. I mean, obviously, that's that's thing number one is always with the Orlando Magic is, is whether they're going to make shots or not. Um, but the other the thing is the Magic have to recognize and move that move the ball very quickly. And that's something that the Magic have, have kind of struggled with a little bit is, is keeping their ball movement consistent and keeping their pace up. Again, it's it's also about the, the, the level and speed and intensity that you run your offense in. And I'm sure the Magic will install some... some uh, some zone offense to kind of get themselves going and, you know, get themselves going and get themselves um, uh, into their offense a little bit or or find the shots that they want against that zone defense. You know, Nikola Vucic here, a real benefit for them as well. But the other thing the Heat do do really well is they balance their lineups. They kind of force lineup balance because they don't start all their best players. Goran Dragic comes off the bench, if I'm not mistaken. The Heat kind of run, uh, run, Run a few, a couple of different players in their starting lineup. Um, they've they've got Bam Adebayo, who's a great passer as a center as well, and is having a, an All Star caliber year. To be frank, um, the Heat have a lot going for them. Their offense is a little bit inconsistent, though. You know, they they do go through these cold shooting nights. They do go through these stretches where they can't get the ball in the basket, and they rely very heavily on their defense to lead the way. And I guess that's kind of what nipped them in the butt against the, the Washington Wizards. They, they, they got sucked into the Wizards game of trying to outscore them, and, and, and it didn't work that night. The Heat, though, are a down-and-dirty defensive team. This is, this is a team that the Magic, and, the Magic and Heat are very similar teams and that that's how they want to win games. They want to win games with their defense and, and, use their, and really control the pace of the game. They're very, very similar in a lot of ways. As always, I do think this game has a lot to do with what the Magic are going to look like. And again, without Jonathan Isaac it, for the first time, it's going to be hard to really judge what this team is going to going to look like. The Heat will play two big lineups, so I think the Magic can get away with playing Ken Burch and Nikola Vucevic or Ken Burch and Mo Bamba together for a little while. Um, but I think overall, this game comes down to a whether the Magic make or miss shots, which of course that's that's what every game comes down to. But I think this game is going to really come down to whether the Magic are able to defend at the level that they need to defend at. The Heat lead the league in free throw attempts. They lead the league in free throw rate. Orlando's got to keep Miami off the line. they got to defend without fouling. That was actually something they struggled with a little bit against the Washington Wizards in that first half. If Orlando's able to defend without fouling, if they're able to keep the Heat off the line and, and defend and contest shots and keep the score relatively low, they have a chance here. But I'll say this. I, I, I really struggle to see the Magic winning this game if they don't have Aaron Gordon. And, and I think it is going to be really important to get Gordon back in the lineup fairly quickly for this Magic team to have a chance to win a lot of these games. Just the Magic right now are down, you know, if Aaron Gordon's out of the lineup, the Magic are down their three best defensive players, uh, their three best individual defensive players. And, you know, even so, if Aaron Gordon does play, that still leaves Evan Fournier guarding Jimmy Butler. Uh, and, and while I think Fournier is a capable defender, I, th- I think he's a better defender than people give him credit for, he is not going to be able to check Jimmy Butler one-on-one. Uh, the, the, the luxury you have with Jonathan Isaac 
is he allows Aaron Gordon to guard that perimeter player like Jimmy Butler because Isaac can kind of guard the big. And in fact, I would imagine that if the Magic were fully healthy, that's how they would match up with Miami is is Gordon would guard Butler, Isaac would guard Myers Leonard, Vucevic would guard Bam Adebayo. Again, this is why the Magic are such a dangerous defensive team is because they can match up guys like that. They, They have so much versatility to 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 go, to be able to put Gordon on a player like Jimmy Butler and, and frankly I find it very difficult to believe that they can do that or get away with that if Isaac's not in the lineup and so Fournier is going to have a very tough task he's going to have to Butler's going to be guarding him because he's kind of the head of the snake um, so Fournier is going to have have to find a way to get his shot going as well as uh, as well as defend Butler on the other end it's going to be a team effort granted um, and I'm just saying it's not. But again, the matchups—the uh, matchups just don't sit right with me. Without with the Magic at, at really not even full strength, not even at half strength, uh, with some of the players that they're missing, the Magic are going to have to spend some time figuring out their way to play. Uh, and and I think that offensively it won't be that different, but defensively the Magic are going to—it's going to be really about their attention to detail on defense, uh, and they're going to have to play at a very very high level. They did so Wednesday against Washington, so they're certainly very capable. Um, you know, one shot contesting threes. You know, really kind of corralling and 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 you know sometimes even trapping. The Magic have been trapping a lot more too, trapping players on the perimeter. Orlando's gonna have to play very focused defensive, defensive and defensively, and that's really gonna be the case for the next two months. Um, whether they can do that at a high enough level to beat this Heat team, that's that's gonna be a fair question. And again, I, I I sometimes I do wonder if the matchup will will work for the Magic here or not, but. We'll we'll find out when, when they actually hit the floor. Um, I think I think everyone's a little curious to see exactly what idea Steve Clifford comes up with. I think he kind of was working a lot on the fly against the Wizards. Uh, I imagine that that he'll have a little bit more of a concrete plan and, and understanding of what he wants to try to do. The Magic haven't practiced yet. They're not going to practice. Uh, they're not going to be able to practice really until Tuesday. Um, so the, to get these things down. So there's going to be a lot of just kind of playing on instinct and playing on feel for the next three games, really, uh, as the Magic try to get themselves right. But luckily, they're home. Luckily, they'll have a chance to to, to test themselves against a good opponent. And, and again, the game does not get much bigger than the Miami Heat. The Orlando Magic take on the Miami Heat at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. It's part of a home back-to-back to play the Heat on Friday, play the Utah Jazz on Saturday at the Amway Center. So a couple big games here as the Magic try to figure themselves out without Jonathan Isaac. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.